What up, bitches? Okay, this podcast is gonna be a bit different because, um, well, so the thing is, I want to have a podcast interview every Saturday, but um, as smart as I am, I never had a backlog of of podcasts. So basically, the way I did it is recorded on Saturday morning with a person, and then right away edited and uploaded, which um, is a nice workflow until the first person reschedules or isn't able to do it. And then suddenly I don't have a podcast, which um, I kind of know that that's kind of not a smart way to do it, but um, until now nothing happened. So yeah, I had a podcast interview, got rescheduled, and I thought, well, I don't want to not put anything out, so I'm just going to do a um, solo Q&A kind of podcast thing, you know. And I asked you guys a couple of questions. Um, No, I asked you guys to send in questions on Instagram and I think I'm just gonna go through them answer as many as I can I don't know how long we're gonna go Um, and that's that's the plan I'm actually right now not in my own apartment I'm actually babysitting a kitten right now my friend um, she adopted a kitten and so I'm in her place right now drinking a um, protein shake because as you guys maybe know I'm, I'm working towards looking like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, that's my big idol. Um, I'm getting close, I'm getting close. I already got self-tanner and the tattoos are coming pretty soon too. And then, um, yeah, just training a couple more weeks with protein shakes. And I I would say I will look that way. But that was enough talk, let's jump into it. I have my questions here. And let's actually start out with a question that I get a lot, which is how am I making money? How am I able to like live in Bali and finance this? Like what am I doing? And basically it's um, pretty simple. I help people grow on LinkedIn um, and they pay me for it. And really I started an agency, agency slash freelancing slash um, something with my friend Ben five months ago. And um, we kind of formalized our offering a bit. So we we work, we focus on founders. So we work with startup founders and we help them build their personal brand. On LinkedIn specifically, we're now actually extending to Instagram, um, which means we're building out the strategy for them. So they tell us what they want. Is it more clients? Is it more sales? Is it speaking engagement? Is it you know, having an impact in the world, is it finding investors, like whatever goal they have, and then we build out the strategy around that, like what's the actual content about, how often are we posting, when are we posting, what platforms are we using, and then we are executing on that, which means we're creating the content, we have a team of ghostwriters that are working remotely, um, and content creators, video editors, um, and yeah, we create the content for them based on you know, what they actually do. So that's basically ghostwriting, right? Um, because the thing with founders or in general entrepreneurs is they don't have a lot of time at their hand. Um, but they still want to have a personal brand. And so you, on the one hand, have to balance, you know, involving them as little as possible in terms of their time investment. While at the same time, a personal brand is a personal brand for a reason. So it has to be personal. Um, so we work as closely as we can with them and you know ask them questions of like what are they working on what are some successes and failures what are some new habits they establish what are some books books they're reading currently and based on all of these prompts we're creating 
the content for them and we're pushing it out. We distribute the content, make sure it gets seen, have a couple of growth hacks going on, so grow their following. Um, and that's basically what we do. We get paid for that. It's crazy. People pay money for that. Um, actually, it's not crazy at all if you think about it. It's uh, Personal brand is a big asset. And especially if you have a project you're working on and you want the world to know about it, personal brand is a pretty nifty tool for that. Um, the way I stumbled upon in general making money is pretty organically. When I first came to New York, I couldn't work because I didn't have a work visa. Um, so I couldn't like go to a Starbucks and say, hey, I want to work for a barista for 10 bucks, a uh, 10 bucks an hour because that would have been illegal. And so in the first month, I just lift off of savings I made working as a fundraiser back in Germany and then I reached a point where either I would have needed to go back to Germany find a job save up money and then go back to New York which obviously would have been an endless cycle or somehow figure out how I can make money from New York without getting like a proper job and um, when I came to New York I was building my Instagram my YouTube my LinkedIn just started out with my LinkedIn actually at that point and um, people started telling me that I have a knack for building a personal brand and my usual response was what is a personal brand and um, then the first person offered to pay me a hundred bucks for helping him grow with his Instagram I'm still eternally um, grateful for that person his name is <coughs> his name is Eduardo and um, that for the first time planted this seed in my head that I could actually do what I'm doing anyway for myself for other people and they're willing to pay money for that. And um, I did a lot of freelancing, like growing Instagram accounts here and there, do some consulting, one-off things. And um, then, as I said, five months ago, formalized it into like more of an agency format. Now that agency has a name, it's called Project 33. I named it a couple of weeks ago. The website is going live pretty soon, um, just to have something a bit more, you know, tangible. So that's how I'm making money and um, actually I'm going to go a bit more in depth on that um, even though like there wasn't a specific question about that but one thing that I realized when I came to Bali was that currently with Project 33 we are working remotely right. My partner is in London and we have ghostwriters in um, Cape Town in the UK and in the US I think um, and um, I realized that I'm not at all excited about Oh, and in Germany. Um, my friend Tommy is working as a contractor in Germany. Um, I'm not as, at all excited about building a company that is, that is based on a remote team um, because I don't want to sit in my room all day just staring at a screen and doing video calls and Slack messages. Um, so I decided that I want to bring the company or at least build out the company from Bali. And real estate in Bali is super cheap, like living costs, and that's another question I'm going to go into. Um, so the first person, Ricky, comes over mid of next month, mid-February, and he's going to join Project 33, and we're going to start slowly, slowly building that whole thing out from Bali. And um, I'm excited for that. I want to be around people, you know, who I believe in, who I can trust, and actually build, like, a company culture. So, yeah, that's, that's what allowed me to come here and travel. Um, so in short... Project 33 is a personal branding agency that helps founders build their brand on LinkedIn and Instagram and YouTube soon. Um, 
Next question, why am I involved? By the way, I'm not going to say all the names because I didn't, I, I didn't write down the names for all of them. For some, I have the names and I want to say them. I didn't write all of them down. Why am I in Bali? So when my visa got denied six months ago, no, in, in August, so five months ago, no, yeah, kind of like that. Um, I couldn't back, go back to New York, which was the original plan. And so I was like, well, I need a place where I can go and focus on my work and get shit done. And like, I needed to move out of my parents' house. And randomly, I talked to someone. Nicholas was his name. Nicholas Grunov. You can check him out, out on Instagram. Good friend of mine now. Um, who was in Bali this past six months and told me about it. And um, I was like, either you're full of shit. Or why is not everyone in Bali? And so I came to Bali and three main reasons why I'm here. Um, it's super cheap. Like the living cost in Bali compared to like Berlin or New York is just so much lower, which is nice because I can have a low overhead. Um, second thing is it's obviously like a new country, a new culture. It's Asia. It's actually my first time being in Asia. Um, and so it's way more challenging than as if I would have gone to Berlin or like London or whatever. And then the third thing is Bali pretty much is now the quote-unquote mecca for any digital nomads or online, online entrepreneurs. So anyone who has a remote business, um, a lot of those people go to Bali because of those earlier two reasons. And so it's actually a nice networking opportunities where there are a lot of people like me out there um, who I can meet. Maybe I should do that more. Um, I'm going to do that more. Actually, tomorrow I'm going to Changu, which is like the main hub for the first time since arriving one and a half month ago. So meeting some people. So that's cool. So how much does it cost to live there? Depends, right? Always. But the place I'm living at right now, it's called Hustlers Villa. I'm paying 800 euros a month and that's expensive. Like that's pretty much the high end of what you can pay. I like it because everything is included. I have breakfast included, like laundry is taken care of. They clean my room. Um, they have like good Wi-Fi, um, at least good Wi-Fi for Bali. Um, they have like these networking events every week, which is cool. Like I don't have to take care of that. But um, next month I'm gonna move out of there and move together at the same in the same place with Ricky, who then arrives, and Jay, who arrived like a week ago. And you can basically live in Bali for, I would say, $500 a month if you're, like, if you watch out for that. Like, you can get a place for, you can get a place for $125 a month. Um, it's not going to be a super nice place, but it's a place. And then food, if you're eating local food, like a meal is maybe $2 or something. So you can get away with 500 bucks a month. But... Like if you're being a bit more generous, like a thousand bucks, super easy to live. And then if you spend $1,500 a month, you're like a king. Like you can live in the most gorgeous places, eat good food and all of that. Um, so yeah, compared to New York where, you know, I was paying, I was paying $850 per month for a shitty, well not shitty, but it was a small place in Brooklyn where I shared a room with two other people. Now I'm paying the same amount of money, but I'm living in a villa and have a massive room um, and everything else included with staff and laundry and food and all of that. So yeah, it's super cheap and it's obviously gorgeous. I mean, if you saw any of it, Bali is it, kind of gorgeous. So yeah, um, taking a sip here um, of the protein shake. Next question, Luang 
GRB asks, what is your goal in life? That is a good fucking question and I am not sure. I don't have a goal in life. I don't even have a yearly goal. Like everyone's setting their fucking 2019 goals. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. I don't even know what takes a year to do. You know, I'm slowly getting there. And I think my kind of vision for 2019 is to have this company in Bali with actual people and like eight people living together, working together and building something meaningful. I don't know what that means exactly. Um, my goal in life is just to, I don't know, like figure out how I can have an impact in the world. Like that is something that drives me, even though it's super intangible. I want to help people. I want to, I want to not only help people, I want to figure out how I can massively, how I can best help people because there are a million ways how you can help people um you know but i want to figure out like with with the skill sets with the brain with the like human shell that i was giving like what's the best thing i can do and um that's kind of what i'm trying to do even though it's hard right but yeah no like super big goal goal um, angel underscore up zero three three says show your feet please um, this is a podcast I appreciate that question even though it's not quite a question I mean I could I I can like hold my feet against the microphone do some ASMR I guess sure like yeah let's totally do that right now so that that was my foot again Actually, it was not. It was my hand. I was just like, they can never tell the difference, so I'm just going to use my hand. I don't even know if you heard anything, but um, going down to my foot just seems like so much work. I'm sitting very comfortably right now. So that was my hand, but go back. Just forget what I just said. Imagine that was a foot. There you go. ASMR. Nisa Zavan asks, how do you get your first client in social media marketing or as a social media, media marketing agency? Uh... I don't know, there are a million ways, dude. You can run Facebook ads, you can go to networking events, you can ask your friends, you can go door to door and just like ask every shop that is in town to say, yo, I wanna do social media marketing for you. Um, I like to do the in-person thing in the beginning because it's gonna teach you so many more things. Like just go to a networking event where people go. Trust me, if you go to a networking event where there's like older people, some of them will want social media marketing and that's how you're going to find your first clients. Um, E-commerce or social media marketing? Well, whatever you like more, I guess. But the I have a problem with this question because it's already going in the direction of like, like what I'm worried about if you're asking me whether you should go into e-commerce or social media marketing is that you don't actually care about the thing you're going to do and you care more so about like what's going to make you more money quickly because both of these these things are hot right now right like everyone's doing that either you do e-commerce or you have a fucking agency like everyone does that so apparently to me it seems like that's your reasoning why it not, must be one of the two but there are a billion other ways to make money um there are a billion other ways to make money online so just go with kind of what feels what feels like it's gonna make more fun and just use that model to try out like building a business for the first time i guess um maybe the best thing actually to choose between those two if you is whether you want to interact with people or not because e-commerce is very much just like you in front of your computer alone doing facebook ads and sourcing products and all of that shit and you're not gonna interact with a lot of people social media marketing 
is you're gonna have to talk with clients, you're gonna have to hop on sales calls, you're gonna have to go to meetings and all of that stuff. So you're more in the people business. So maybe use that as a thing, but really it doesn't matter, like just do anything. Next question is kind of similar. How can I work on the internet and I'm not a graphic designer? Well, to me, this kind of seems as if you think the only way you can make money online is by being a graphic designer, which obviously makes no sense at all. I mean, dude, like think about how people make money and it's pretty much the same way you make money on the internet. There are people selling shit in stores. You can do the same thing online. You can sell anything from clothes to books to hardware to software, like anything. You can help people do something, which is services, which is pretty much the other thing besides products. And you can help people doing a million things. You can help them write something. You can help them edit a video. You can help them create graphics. You can help them like figure out what they want to do in life, which is called a life coach. You can help them, you know, like figure out what's the next workout. That's a gym health coach or whatever. Like, I don't know, like do do what you want to do and it's most likely you're m very likely that, that you can do it over the internet next question how to stop worrying about your parents opinions um good question i don't know it's a hard one um i think it's it's um it's gradual i mean that's that's i think the biggest thing to realize there will be not a moment where you like, oh, today I care about what my parents think and tomorrow it's like boom, gone, but gradually over time. And what you have to do is like build confidence into your own ability. So, so maybe start out by doing something that your parents like don't think you can do and it's just a minor thing and then learn how to do it and show them. And it's like now for the first time you did something where they gave you your opinion but you realize afterwards that their opinion was wrong and now you build confidence in yourself um, that you're able to do that and then gradually do that. I mean for me it was when I realized like that what I want to do it's just I it's just not practical to care about my parents opinions like obviously I do care about my parents opinions and I think everyone kind of does to a degree but it's like, if I'm going to listen to them, then I can't do what I set out to do 100%. And so, yeah, just ignoring that voice. I don't know, though. It's a, I, I don't think I can give a good answer to that. Um, next question. How many mosquito bites per day? Uh, let's see. Maybe f three, four, five, five bites or something per day. I mean, it depends. Like, if I'm spending day inside, like, not really many. If you're outside obviously more but it's also like I realize like most of them are not very itchy obviously you have some of them that are very itchy but most of the time it's just not that bad my feet are scarred though like if you look at my feet talking about feet again actually no they're not bad anymore um, but you'd see a lot of like old mosquito bites um, I just have one question is it really as calm and as relaxing as it looks uh, mostly, I mean, there are like Ubud, which is like a central part, or Shanggu, which I'm gonna where I'm gonna go tomorrow. I've actually never been there, but they're like busy places, so there are a lot of like people running around and you know, and um, 
especially tourists. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are lots of fucking yoga barns and um, and sound meditation centers and lots of retreats and pools and um, chill out lounges and restaurants and uh, yeah, so I would say most people come here I mean either you come here as a tourist for like one or two weeks and then you get the fuck out of here and you go back to your old life but the people who stay here for longer they obviously have to finance this lifestyle but because Bali is so cheap oftentimes you can just get away with I don't know working four hours a day and then the rest goes into either chilling or like self development like meditating and um, and and I don't know mindfulness practices and reading and shit um, which is a mindset I stumble upon off so it's like yeah it's pretty chill and people actually drink out of coconuts here right like it's actually the fucking cliche um, do you have a girlfriend that's actually a good one because usually my default answer is no because I literally never had a girlfriend and I'm not sure if like technically speaking what I have going on right now is a girlfriend, but I'm I'm seeing a girl and she's awesome, and um, yeah, it's the first. It's a relationship. It's definitely a relationship, and I'm 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 enjoying it a lot. I'm learning a lot, um, and um, yeah, it's it's added a component into my life that I never really had to that degree, because well, the only really relationship I had was you know, the, these middle school relationships where you, like, kiss each, each other on the cheek. So having someone where you actually, who you actually care about, like, deeply, um, that's something interesting to experience. So let's, say, let's just say, yeah, I have a girlfriend. Best beach? Uh, I don't know. I've never been to a beach. No, that's a lie. I've actually been to one beach before I went to Lembongang. Oh, maybe that's the best beach. Yeah. On New Year's, I went to the neighbor island of Bali, which is called Lembongang. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And um, they have gorgeous fucking beaches. Oh, my God. Like Instagram gorgeous. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I never really go to the beach here. Maybe I should. I'm also in Ubud. Like people think Bali is a small island. It's fucking not. Okay. You can you can drive. I think hmm, how long would it take to drive across the island? Probably with a scooter, like four or five hours. I don't know actually. Maybe I don't know. But I'm in Ubud, um, a bit south of Ubud, and it's not at the beach. So I would drive like an hour to the beach. So I'm never going to the beach, right? But tomorrow I'm in Changu, and Changu is like the surfer place. Again, so fucking cliche. I'll see. Maybe it's not as cliche. Um, but that's close to be to the beach, so maybe I'm gonna snap some Instagram photos on that. Next one, why are your followers decreasing? That's a good question. I don't know. They hate me now. No, so I was growing my Instagram um, in from January last year to I don't know maybe mid last year. So for like six months, I ran Facebook Instagram ads where I basically said like, "Yo, my name is Finn. I'm a random kid." Um, I don't want to sell you anything. I, I just want you to check out my profile and then people check out my profile and gave me a follow. And that's how I like really grew. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I love that strategy and I'm still using that strategy for a couple of people um, because a lot of people stumbled upon me through that means 
who are now like some of my best friends I met through there. I mean, Noah um, saw my ad and now we're like very close friends. And some of my like most engaged like followers um, found me through that. So it's cool, but it also means that a lot of people like just randomly followed me because they saw an ad and they're like, what the fuck is this? I guess I'm going to follow. And um, now they I'm following. Also, obviously, like I don't want to blame it just on that. I think my content lately hasn't been super like value bringing. It's mostly just me talking about me and my life and documenting. And um, it's not so much with what I did, like I think early last year, where I did a lot of meme videos talking about like tips and advice and you know how to be less uncomfortable in public and how to be more productive and all that shit, which now mostly lives on my YouTube channel and it's less like edited and f formatted in a good way. Um, but I'm fine with that because I feel like I'm not super much in a position where I can give a lot of advice and I don't want to be known for like constantly giving advice. I just want to like be who I am. And um, yeah, I guess people, you know, they don't appreciate the type of content anymore and so they unfollow, which is fine. Um, also, I've been not spending as much time on Instagram lately as I used to. I mean, when I first came to New York, like New York, Instagram was my life. Like... I was spending hours on Instagram, posting, editing, thinking about what I'm going to post, going live, sometimes multiple times a day. So I was putting in the work. Now with like all the other stuff that I'm doing with taking my LinkedIn stuff more seriously, with posting a daily video on YouTube and with obviously trying to build a real business, um, I'm spending less time on Instagram which um, is another of those symptoms. But actually, like that's what I really want to step up my game again. Um, I, I already have a couple of ideas, um, and um, so I might come back again with some more and better content. Actually, let me know like if you have any you know, ideas or... Well, you can't really comment on here, can you? No. Well, screw you then. Um, but yeah gonna gonna take that more seriously again probably when when the person comes over to Bali and take another sip and we're gonna build that out next question from at HK Zach how do you measure that you, the work you have accomplished in your day is enough huh um, I never think it's enough but um, I kind of now I have a very structured day where I know like what are the hours I'm working what are the hours I'm sleeping what are the hours I'm eating what are the hours I'm meeting that girl like you know and so I have a certain amount of hours and I try to pack them as full as possible and like write a to-do list of things I want to get done in those hours that I'm work working um, and once that time is over um, usually if it's not like a super urgent thing I don't go over the time because otherwise I would constantly skip the gym and constantly lose sleep and constantly miss out on all of these other things. So you have to cap yourself. Um, but yeah, like I, I often have days where I'm like, fuck, I had these like five things I wanted to do and I only got two things done because either I just was distracted and wasn't as focused as I wanted to be or because I just underestimated how much time these five things take. And I was focused, but even with those hours of focus work, I only got two things done. And then I feel bad about myself and I judge myself. And then I cry to sleep. But, you know, these, these days happen. So, 
I don't know, just set yourself a limit for when 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 you are working and whatnot. And if you want to work the whole day, like work the whole day. I just think you're less productive that way. Like you want to have, you know, gym time, you want to get proper sleep, you want to have like reading time or something where like you can actually expand your knowledge and horizon. My opinion, like it's different from person to person. So um, yeah, and then just try to be as focused in these hours as possible. And then then kind of measure like how much did you get done because next time if you like if you get two things done out of the four five because you actually underestimated how long they take then if you quantify that next time you can set better goals and you won't have that problem because then you actually only set two goals maybe three and you're like yes I got them done and now I don't have this naking aching feeling of you know didn't get it done next question how's the wi-fi um so the place i'm staying at has a pretty decent upload it's 40 megabits which is good because i'm uploading a youtube video every single day and it's it's working out fine the only thing is with the wi-fi it's not the speed it's the stability sometimes it just breaks off for like a split second and that's a problem for some of the video calls like for example facetime it just breaks off like if there's a millisecond of of lost connection even if it comes back right away um, FaceTime won't reconnect for me so I have to hang up the call and call again which is super annoying some services like zoom they handle it much better but there's still like some lag sometimes um, but I mean I only experienced the Wi-Fi at this place I'm currently living at and so upload speed is good it's just the stability and that's something that's the highest priority we're gonna have when we're looking for a new place for for us and for the company and stuff because that shit's important Dan asks, do you have a room for a roommate yeah sure dude like I have a big bed you can stay here like just come over we'll figure something out I can sleep on the floor um, also when we have like the the real plan so next next thing with Ricky and Jay we're gonna get like a small thing just a temporary thing and then we want to get like a proper villa with maybe four bedrooms or something and uh, sorry and um yeah we want to have a guest room so people can stay over for maybe a week but it's going to be for co-working you don't fucking chill in our house like we work okay that's clear if you want to if you want to chill and like lay on the pool all day like you don't bring that energy to us i have no room for that kind of energy but sure yeah you can stay and work with us or work on your own thing while staying with us I think that's the plan let me know um, last question actually who is your first crush oh um, her name was Kimberly in in elementary school huh, interesting story actually so she was the most beautiful girl in the school okay and um, obviously I like first grade you fucking you fall in love with her she actually fell in love with me too so get this in in elementary school i was the cool kid yeah it's hard to imagine but i was the cool kid well not not only the cool kid i was also the smart and the funny kid so me and her were together you know like kids in elementary school i don't know if we were kissing each other on the mouth or what was happening but like some serious serious relationship and then in second grade was it second grade or third grade i think second grade no, I think it's third grade. She left for the Netherlands because her parents moved. Like her dad got a new job, and so they all moved to the Netherlands. And for the beginning, we were writing each other these like most 
beautiful and the cutest letters you would have ever seen, like handwritten by like two grader or third grader, like so many grammar mistakes. And it's just like, oh my God, I love you so much and I miss you so much and all of this. And um, I was sending her letters, she was sending me letters and then I sent her a letter and I didn't get a reply back. You know, and I was waiting for a reply and there was no reply coming for weeks. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to send her another letter. Like maybe she, maybe that one got lost, right? Maybe it got lost in the mail, like someone, I don't know what happened. So I'm going to send her another letter. Still, again, no answer from that letter. And I'm like, what happened? You know, like, what, did she move places and I didn't have a new address? Like I didn't have a phone number. That wasn't a thing. We, we wrote letters. Like that was a thing. We didn't have a cell phone where I could just send her a WhatsApp and was like, yo, bitch where's your no new place you know sorry for saying bitch that was very inappropriate because she wasn't well no okay um so yeah never got a reply back and um i was freaking heartbroken like can you imagine like your elementary school love of your life moves and you think like you have this long-term relationship and um you get all of these like letters of love confessions back and suddenly it just stops and you don't know what happened like I, I don't know what happened like whether she got the letters or not whether she moved or not whether she read them and decided to not reply so yeah years go on and then um, I actually find out my best friend in middle school he was on a different school and there there was this new girl in class she just came I think it was sixth grade she just moved to Germany with a family and she's now in the class and everyone was in love with her because she was the beautiful girl in class. Turns out her name was Kimberly and it was the exact same girl. Her parents moved back from the Netherlands back to Bremen where I was living in Germany and she was now on my friend's middle school and it was the same fucking story. Everyone was in love with her and um, she was actually in a relationship with three of my good friends. Um, like, you know, middle school relationship, like nothing serious. Um, and um, I was just like, whoa. I don't actually know what happened from there. We met a couple of times. We talked actually um, on Instagram. But yeah. Yeah, I think my, my heart never healed from that, you know, so... What a sad, sad story. But yeah, that was my first crush. There you go. And um, with that, I actually went through all the questions. So um, appreciate you guys all so much for sending in these questions. I hope I did a decent job of answering some of them in a, in a relatively okay way. Um, let me know. I, I might do this again, actually. That's the thing I hate about podcasts. You guys don't really have a way to... Um, comment on it so if you listen to this podcast and you you know you you listen to it and you have some feedback dm me on instagram i think that's the best way dm me on instagram let me know what you think what you thought let me know if you want me to do these kind of formats where it's a solo q a and not me and another person every now and then um i'm gonna do a better job of actually backlogging some episodes so if this happens again it's planned and it's not out of necessity um, and if you have any other further questions or, or if I didn't answer anyone like correct, uh, not correctly, you can't really confirm that, but not in the way you wanted to, let me know too. And then I wish you 
the best day ever. Peace out.